One of the things that human beings underestimate dramatically is their capacity to get great at something if they're totally immersed in it, totally laser focused on something. The majority are busy being busy and they're addicted to devices and addicted to alcohol and addicted to busyness and addicted to gambling or addicted to shopping or addicted to worrying. I mean, in many ways, it's become a society of addicts. And what's happened is we develop addictions because we escape from pain. See, potential unexpressed, the potential you were born into, if you're not expressing it, if you're not living it, if you're not releasing and showing your primal glory every single day, then at a subconscious level, you, you're developing you know, anger and sadness and guilt and shame over your self-betrayal against your genius. If somebody is here, if somebody is really stressed out, they're not stressed out for no reason. It's because they're focusing on something that makes them feel stressed. They often, when they're focusing on it, it changes the body. You start to feel tight. You start to feel a certain way. And then they use language like, I don't know what to do. Why am I so overwhelmed? So three things control how you feel every moment. What you focus on, what you do with your body. Humans have an unreal capacity to get great at things, even if they don't have a natural talent for it, if they're immersed in it, and to learn something and acquire a ton of knowledge in a short period of time as well. Society is conspiring all the time in our culture to completely distract you so you never win, to just divert your focus and attention. Look over here, look at this shiny thing, look at this TV show, look at this sports team, worry about what's going on here in this war. And they get these different things on television and our phones and in our lives to just get us distracted so we never get obsessed, we never get laser focused for an extended period of time. I think there's a different level for you. I mean, I think there's a different level for you to get obsessed, crazy, laser focused. I say all the time, our obsessions become our possessions, but we won't possess them if we're not truly obsessed. So if we change what we focus on, if we change the way we use our body, if we change our language patterns, will instantly feel different. Think it's how do people use their body when they're worried versus when they're excited. If you learn to use your body first, use your focus first, you can literally change how you feel in moments and then you develop new habits where you start to feel good all the time and it isn't some phony fake pump up. It's literally the way you've conditioned your body. Just like being fit as an athlete, you want to be emotionally fit. The bottom line is no one's coming. No one. No one's coming to push you. It's up to you. And because you're only ever going to do the things that you feel like doing right now or that feel good right now, unless you understand that you've got to parent yourself, you've got to push yourself, you're not going to make your dreams come true. You're just not. We're not wired that way. You weren't born that way. You weren't that way when you were growing up. And you're certainly not that way as an adult. And there's a tremendous amount of liberation that comes when you accept the fact that you're always going to need to give yourself a push. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to make it in life, you got to make know your vitamin. You've got to know every no brings you a step closer to a yes. Anybody can stop because someone said no, but there's something in you, in your heart of heart to say, no, I'm not a quitter. There's something in you that says, I've got the will to do it. There's something in you that says, I'm going to find a way. Mr. Brown, what do you want to do with your life, young man? Sir, I'd like to become a disc jockey. Why, Sarah? Because I want to buy my mother a home. He said, great. Listen to Paul Harvey. Here are my car keys. Going to the car, 12 noon. He comes on. 
every day. Why? Because if you want to be successful, study the people that are doing what you want to do. He's the best in the world when it comes to communication. I suggest to you, as you look at what you want to achieve, look at the top achievers. Understand and know they are only an example. They are not an exception. They're an example of what you can do because success leaves clues. Follow the system, watch the leaders, and study them. I did that. And he said, Mr. Brown, detoxify your life. Let all the negative people in your life go. Can I change them? No. It's a full-time job changing yourself. He's right. He's right. You can't change people. It's hard changing yourself. And there's some people so negative they can walk into a dark room and begin to develop. He said, practice OQP, only quality people. He said, I want you to see yourself as a disc jockey. You want to be a disc jockey? Visualize yourself being on radio. You want to be a top performer? Visualize yourself building the business. Visualize yourself coming across the stage, accepting an award for your recognition of your hard work. See it in your mind's eye. He said, I'll give you all your eyes can see. And I had to see myself on stage as I'm presenting right now. I've been here many times before I showed up in my mind. All your goals are achieved twice. First, in the mind, then, and without. And then finally, he said, Mr. Brown, I said, yes, sir. You want to be a disc jockey? Yes, sir. He said, you got to be hungry. I said, why do you keep saying that? He said, people that are hungry are relentless. People that are hungry, unstoppable. People that are hungry, no excuse is acceptable. I said, sir, I'm hungry to take care of my mother. All my life, people have always compared me to my brother because I'm not smart like him. It takes me longer to get things than most people. I have to hear it again and again. But once, I got it, Sarah. I got it. You, you're the only person that never called me stupid or dumb. You never call me DT, the dumb twin. You, you look at me like, um, like I'm somebody. I've never had a father. And I, I watch you, and I, I want to be able to talk like you. I, I get choked up sometimes because I can't get my thoughts out, sir. I, I want to do what you do, and I want to make my mama proud. He said, you can do it, Mr. Brown. I've given you all you can get from me. Now it's on you. If you want to be at this job, you go out into the marketplace. I went to apply for a job on Miami Beach. Milton Butterball Smith is a program director. Hello, Mr. Butterball, how are you, sir? My name is Les Brown, sir, I'd like to be a disc jockey. Young man, you have any journalism in your background? No, sir, I don't. Have any experience in broadcasting? No, sir, but let me, let me audition for you, sir. Let me show you how good I am. All I want, sir, is a shot. Just let me, let me audition. He said, no. How many have been rejected? Raise your hands, please. I was devastated with rejection. I said, Mr. Washington, they said no. He said, don't take it personally. Most people are so negative, they have to say no seven times before they say yes. He said, you gotta be hungry. Go back again. I went back again. Hello, Mr. Butterball. How are you, sir? Now, my name is Les Brown, sir. I like to be this chuck. He said, I know what your name is. Weren't you here yesterday? I said, yes, sir, I was. Didn't I tell you no yesterday? I said, yes, sir, you did. He said, then why are you back today? I said, well, sir, 
I didn't know whether or not somebody was laid off or somebody was fired, sir. He said, no one was laid off or fired. Now get on out of here. I came back the next day. Hello, Mr. Butterball. How are you, sir? My name is Les Brown, sir. I'd like to be a disc jockey. He said, I know what your name is. Weren't you here the last two days? I said, yes, sir. Didn't I tell you no the last two days? I said, yes, sir. He said, then why are you back today? I said, sir, I didn't know whether that someone got sick or someone died, sir. No one got sick or died. No one was laid off a fire. Now, don't you come back here again? I came back the next day talking loud, looking happy, like I was singing for the first time. I said, hello, Mr. Waterfall. How are you? He looked at me with rage. He says, go get me some coffee. I said, yes, sir. As you think about your goals and dreams, you've got to make know your vitamin. I became the errand boy for the disc jockeys. I'd go get their lunch and their dinner, and I'd stand in the control room watching them move their hands, knowing my time will come. Let us say together, I expect to live my dream. I, I began to serve them. My, my favorite book says the greatest among you will be your servant. Learn how to be a good servant. And so pretty soon, I was, write this down, building a relationship. People build relationships with people they know, like, and trust, and have proven themselves. And they said, look here, young boy. Who cleaned my car today? I did, sir. How much do I owe you? Nothing, sir. You cleaned it inside and out and waxed it, yes. I don't owe you anything, no, sir. I just wanted to help out. Write this down, give before you ask. I was giving service. I was giving service first. He said, whoa. Yeah, Donna Ross and the Supremes are coming to town, the Four Tops and the Temptations. Here are my car keys. Pick them up and take them to the Fontainebleau Hotel on Miami Beach. I said, be my pleasure to serve you, sir. I would drive these entertainers all over Miami Beach in the disc jockey's big long Cadillacs. I didn't have any driver's license, but I'll drive it like a handsome. <laughs> then one day, it was a Saturday afternoon, a disc jockey by the name of Rockin' Roger was drinking while he was on the air. He began to slur his words. He got so drunk he was about to fall off the chair. It was a Saturday afternoon. And I was the only one there, looking at him through the control room window, walking back and forth, young, ready, and hungry. I was saying, drink, rock, drink. Drink rock, I'd have gone get him some more if he'd asked me to. Then pretty soon the phone rang it with the general manager and I answered the phone. I said, hello? He said, young boy, this is Mr. Klein. I said, I know. He said, rock can't finish the show. I said, I know. He said, would you call one of the other DJs in? I said, yes, sir. I hung the phone up. I said, now he must be thinking I'm crazy. 
I called my mom and my girlfriend, Cassandra, said, y'all come out on the front porch and turn on the radio. I'm about to come on the air. I waited for about 20 minutes and I called him back and said, Mr. Klein, I can't find nobody. He said, young boy, you know how to work the controls? I said, yes, sir. He said, go in there and segue the records. Don't you say nothing here? I said, yes, sir. <laughs> I couldn't wait to get old Rock out of the way. I put on a fast record. I said, look out, this is me, LB, Triple P. Les Brown, your platter playing papa. There were none before me and there will be none after me. Therefore, that makes me the one and only. Young and single and love to mingle. Certified, bona fide, doably qualified to bring you satisfaction and a whole lot of action. Look out, baby, I'm your love man. I was hungry. I was hungry. I was hungry. Shake someone's hand and say, you gotta be hungry. Shake someone's hand and say, you gotta be hungry. You gotta be hungry. So I'd like to leave this with you. I don't know what you want to do, but I believe that Zig was right. You give enough people what they want, they will give you what you want. I believe Jim Rome was right. When the end comes to you, let it find you conquering the new mountain, not sliding down an old one. I believe Earl Nightingale was right. All of us are self-made, but only the successful will admit it. I believe that Dr. Peel was right. Always strive to get on top in life because the bottom is overcrowded. I believe Mike Williams is right. If you do what is easy, your life will be hard. But if you do what is hard, your life will be easy. So I dedicate this to you, to the dreamer in you. Something my mother used to love to hear me say. Leslie, yes ma'am, mama. Say that thing for me, boy, that makes me feel good. I dedicate this to you. Because it's one thing to be in the business, but there's something else when the business is in you. You are here because it's in you. It's in your heart. It says simply this. If you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for it, to work day and night for it, to give up your time, your peace, and your sleep for it, if all that you dream and scheme is about it, and life seems useless and worthless without it, and if you gladly sweat for it and fret for it and plan for it, and lose all your terror of the opposition for it, and if you simply go after that thing that you want, with all of your capacity, strength and sagacity, faith, hope, and confidence, and stern pertinacity, if neither cold, poverty, famish, or gold, sickness or pain of body and brain can keep you away from the thing that you want, the dogged and grim you besiege and beset it, with the help of God, you'll get it.